The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. What's up, everyone? It is Thursday. Week 16 is 12 hours away from kicking off with the Rams and the Saints tonight. And we welcome you. I'm Adam Azer with Heath Cummings and Jamie Eisenberg. Start or sit for eight AFC home games. And they are Dallas at Miami, Las Vegas at Kansas City, Cleveland at Houston, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, Washington at the Jets, Seattle at Tennessee, the Patriots at the Broncos. Are we going back to Ezekiel Elliott this week? And Buffalo is at the Chargers. Are we going back to Stefan Diggs this week? How you doing, Jamie Eisenberg? I'm doing very well. How are you guys? I'm good. Heath, are you ready to rock the vote? I just realized that you're going to ask me a player that I love. I don't have any idea who I'm going to say. Oh, well, you could love voting for us. I'm going to tell everybody it's award season. So, I'm Oh, it say, is? Yeah, yeah. Good. We're nominated. We're a finalist for a podcast award. Well, for a different sports podcast award. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. Today's episode is presented by Salesforce. I am going to let Jamie tell us who his player that he loves is. And while he does that, Heath will go through his rankings and figure out which player he wants to talk about. Jamie, who do you love? Yeah, our start of the week for this week is Kenneth Walker III. Um, Love the setup for him against the Titans with Jeffrey Simmons not there. We've seen this run defense fall apart for the last two weeks. Raheem Mostert two games ago. Not that he's the best barometer because he scores touchdowns on everybody, but he had 96 rushing yards and two touchdowns against them. The next week, however, Devin Singletary ran through them with over 120 rushing yards. And I thought Walker looked pretty good in that game against Philadelphia. Obviously a very tough run defense. And I thought... um, the involvement in the passing game is really something I'm curious about. Was that a Drew Locke thing, or is that now maybe part of what his game will entail moving forward? Uh, but seven catches on eight targets in his last two games, again, coinciding with a quarterback change, but we'll see. But in any event, um, first touchdown on the ground last week since week six, and I think he'll score again. I think he'll be the catalyst of the offense against the Titans. 
and their run defense is very shaky right now. So top 10 running back for me in all formats. And I think you're the only one there that's that high on Ken Walker, uh, who, by the way, is on the injury report with a shoulder injury. Actually, no, uh, Dave has Walker in the top 12. Heath, you do not as of now. You're not even close. Ken Walker's 23rd for you uh, at Tennessee. Really trying to decide how much to adjust the split in touches based on last week. Because I think if if the touches are the same as they were last week, and the snaps were about even, but if Walker's dominating touches over Zach Charbonnet like he did last week, then then top 12 is absolutely possible. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we'll keep an eye on the shoulder injury, but it's, it's early. You know what's funny? We used to talk about, you know, we talk about a lot of things going into games. I feel like we never talk about um, long trips. I don't know. I mean, Tennessee's not exactly on the East Coast, but this is a Monday night team, right? They played Monday night or Sunday. They played Monday night. They played Monday, and then they have to travel for a one o'clock start. Not, Tra- that, you know, yeah. I always hate that. I know, I know, but we never really talk about that anymore. I don't know if it's still a thing. Well, I, I think it's, it's not necessarily as prominent, I think, as it used to be because travels become a lot easier for these teams. Um, but yes, usually you see West Coast teams with the one o'clock Eastern start. There is somewhat of, you know, an issue. Yeah. Um, but yes, you're right. It used to be something like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. You know, you always yell at me. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> no, I don't know if I did. I used to look into it and look at, oh, here's what they've done. Like, the last three years they've done this. Here's it. But I don't, okay. Anyway, Heath, uh, who do you love? Uh, I'm going to say Rasheed Rice. This is a spectacular matchup. We talk about how the Raiders play defense. They take away the big play. They give the underneath stuff. Rice has got an A dot under five this season. He has been one of the best wide receivers in the NFL in terms of yards after catch. And while the Raiders are actually above average in terms of preventing receiving yards, they give up the fourth most yards after catch. Yeah. So this is just a perfect matchup. This was the matchup one month ago where Rice turned into the wide receiver one that he now is, had eight catches for 107 yards and a touchdown in that game, and has basically been a wide receiver one ever since. He's a top 12 wide receiver for me this week. I would start him over Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua and Chris Olave tonight. All right, Rasheed Rice. And, you know, I think, Heath, I think it extends to Mahomes uh, in terms of the matchup, right? I mean... I kind of brought right. it up last week. Did, you know, I was talking about him being a tough call at New England. Does he struggle against teams that don't give up a lot of yak? New England being one of them. But I think he will succeed. This was his best game. The Raiders game was his best game in a while. I think it just plays right. into what the Chiefs do, right? I mean, it probably depends on how many balls that hit his receiver in both hands <laughs> turn into interceptions. But if the receivers catch all of the balls that hit both of their hands, he might score 40 fantasy points. Stop throwing a Tony. Let's transition now and talk about players to avoid. And Jamie, who's someone to sit this week? I would sit Austin Eckler. Um, you know, we saw a, a three-way split last week before the game got out of hand with them using Isaiah Spiller, trying to get him involved. Uh, we'll see if the coaching change matters, you know, without Brandon Staley there and how the offense looks. But Buffalo's defense is really good, you know, and they just shut down a great Cowboys defense. I know it was in their building and, and take that for what it is, how Dallas has looked on the road against some tough opponents. But I think they're getting right at the right time in terms of Buffalo's, you know, run defense. They shut down Tony Pollard. And so if, you know, it's funny because like, it's easy to say, oh, Austin Eckler is a great player. Think about what the last month has been. He's had one good game and it was against Denver and everybody does well against Denver. So is he really just a set it and forget it type of guy? I don't think so. 
So I'm I'm looking to get him out of my lineup if I if I had to. I don't have him many teams because the teams that drafted him were out of the playoffs. Um, yeah. So it, this to me is not uh, a slam dunk start. I would I would try and bench him if you can. He does not have a carry longer than nine yards in four straight games. Austin Eckler. How about you, Heath? Who are you trying to avoid? Another old running back, and this one might be controversial because of the matchup, but I am I'm not trusting Aaron Jones. Um, another guy that really since like he had those two incredible catch and runs in week one and basically when even when he's been healthy hasn't been very good since then 3.7 yards per carry since then only 4.7 yards per reception had 17 touches last week and produced 70 yards and no touchdowns i don't like his chances of being efficient i don't know that the packers are going to throw the ball a whole bunch so that he has a bunch of catches and so it's just kind of a, a mess spot for me i would start eckler over him he's not a top 24 running back for me and i agree with what jamie said about eckler A.J. Dillon also practiced yesterday, so that definitely, if he plays, that certainly complicates things for Aaron Jones. All right, so we love Ken Walker, or at least Jamie does. Rasheed Rice, we are trying to avoid Austin Eckler. And, Jamie, are you also trying to avoid Aaron Jones? No, I don't mind Aaron Jones. I, I think, you know, you're looking at a situation where, first off, Dylan, Dylan's injury matters, but uh, they may not have their two of their top receivers, you know, and so how much they throw against this team matters. But if they don't throw a lot, I can't imagine they're not running the ball. So, you know, I mean, you know, as much as Dylan may may be a part of this, uh, I think Aaron Jones is going to get a lot of touches, and so a lot of touches against the Panthers usually lend, lends itself to a lot of production. So he's a top twenty running back for me. I would definitely start him over Eckler. Uh, big news. We need your help. This is the easiest. I know I've asked you to sign up for things and vote for us. This one is the easiest one. It's so simple. We are a finalist for the best fantasy betting and gaming podcast. It's a category and sports podcast awards. So to help us bring home some hardware, use the link in the episode description, or we also have a QR code on YouTube. The whole process should take about 30 seconds, but there's a link in the episode description or also, let me see, is it just sportspodcastawards.com? Is that how we get there? Uh, Yes, you can just go to sportspodcastawards.com and then you can vote. There's a vote now, but I'm doing this right now. Vote now, and then it is in the fantasy betting and gaming category. You vote for us. You answer, like, two questions. It is so quick. And please, love to win this one. Be a nice holiday present for us. Help us out. News and notes. Trevor Lawrence is in the concussion protocol, but he is progressing. We'll see at Tampa Bay this week. CJ Stroud is likely out this week. Uh, Kenny Pickett was limited. They haven't ruled him out yet for that game against Cincinnati. And Geno Smith is going to play this week. Running back, Jonathan Taylor was listed as a full participant. Zach Moss was listed as a did not practice. Are you guys ranking Jonathan Taylor yet? Yeah. Yes. And where are you ranking him? Top 10. RB12? Yeah, 10 10 to 12, I think. Bold prediction time. He is going to be the first running back to score a rushing touchdown against the Atlanta Falcons in 2023. All right, come on. Uh, Antonio Pierce said that if he were a betting man, and for those of you who don't remember, he's the coach of the Raiders now. If he were a betting man, he would bet on Josh Jacobs playing and also their left tackle, Colton Miller. So Jacobs probably maybe should change that phrasing from now on. If you're a coach and like, I'm not a betting man, but like you just clarify that you're not, you don't want any investigations into this kind of stuff. No, it's he's in Vegas. It's fine. I don't. I do not believe it is at all. <laughs> uh, AJ Dillon practice as long as I bet on the NFL or bet on the NFL in the, in the building. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Ken Walker listed as a DNP. Brian Robinson was working off to the side, so we'll see if he's able to get back for the game at the Jets. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan mispractice. I don't think that's so anything. Is he like really- Brussels sprouts? What's that? Is he like Brussels sprouts? Off to the side. Off the side. Oh. Still not sure I get it. Aside? That's okay. It's all right. It's. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, Ramondre Stevenson mispractice. Still not expecting him. Alexander Sorry, Madison. Tell me the Rudolph joke again. Oh, I haven't gotten to that game yet. I totally <laughs> planned on it. Alexander Madison mispractice. So uh, still hopefully looking like a Ty Chandler week, but a much tougher matchup. Wide receivers. Tyreek Hill mispractice, but that doesn't mean he won't play. Are we expecting Tyreek Hill? I hope so. <laughs> we, we are, but like this will have a bit like if he gets to Friday and he's not practicing and he's just going to play without practicing, I'm going to be super nervous. Well, it, 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 there's probably some people that have to make a, a Puka versus Tyreek decision. Yeah. Or a Stafford versus Tua decision. Uh, I start Stafford no matter what, but sure. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Josh McDaniel, like I said, he, he said that. Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. <laughs> Josh McDaniel. What is he? What is he I even talking about? The, I could buy the two coaches. Sorry. He said, uh, "Look at all this money I'm getting for doing nothing." He said that Tyree Kill was close to playing last week. Anyway, uh, Chris Olave expected to play tonight. Keenan Allen not expected. Is is he ruled out? Keenan Allen, or just not expected to play? Uh, you're getting your Los Angeleses confused. Um, the Chargers play on the weekend. The Rams play tonight. I know. So he just didn't practice. They, they, yeah, they but it's not a Saturday game. Yet. It's a Saturday game. I think. Okay, they haven't ruled Keenan Allen out. Oh, I, I know he's no. playing Saturday, um, but he missed practice, so we're not expecting Keenan Allen. Jamar Chase is likely out. Nico Collins was limited in practice, so that's cool. Uh, that'll be a tough decision, I think. Nico Collins without C.J. Stroud at Cleveland. Uh, Jaden Reed and Christian Watson missed practice. Zay Flowers missed practice, but I think he should play. Michael Pittman was listed as limited, so let's keep our fingers crossed that he continues to trend in the right direction. Michael Pittman and Marquise Brown and Greg Dortch missed practice, with Brown being a bigger concern there. Tight end Hunter Henry missed practice, and Donald Parham is off the injury report, which is, if you were looking at Gerald Everett, that's not great news for him. Uh, on the offensive line, the Dolphins are super beat up on the offensive line. Zach Martin missed the first practice of the week for the Cowboys. Ryan Ramchick, the right tackle for the Saints, he's out tonight. Jacksonville getting some good news on their offensive line. Same with the Raiders. Chicago offensive lineman Tevin Jenkins missed practice. On defense, the big stuff here is that Jonathan Hankins for the Cowboys, the key to their run defense, he missed practice. So did their safety Malik Hooker. Uh, Miami's got some injuries in the secondary to keep an eye on. Houston still beat up Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward is a big deal. Uh, t- quarterbacks do well when he doesn't play, and he's safety for the Texans. He does not did not practice. He's in the concussion protocol. Carolina's top cornerback Dante Jackson he missed practice, but the Bucks are getting healthy. So keep that in mind. Uh, the Bucks are getting healthy as they face the Jaguars. Vita Vea was limited. Devin White and Carlton Davis they practice in full. That's actually pretty huge news. Well, Devin White, we got to see if he's playing. He was a healthy scratch last week. Oh wow. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And uh, for Detroit, C.J. Gardner-Johnson practice. He's been out for a long time. Jeffrey Simmons still out for Tennessee. He missed practice. Um, Steelers have a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries. They're beat up and suspensions. And the Bills... Their starting safeties are not playing. Correct. And uh, Cameron Hayward's in the concussion protocol. And the Bills, uh, they got 
some good news with some key players limited in practice. All right, time for a break, and then one question for each game. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's go to one question for each game. We'll start with the big one in Miami. Dallas is at Miami. Who do you guys like better, Tony Pollard or Devon Achan? I know Raheem Mostert's ahead of both of them. But who do you like better, Pollard or Achan? Pollard. If I was asked this question during one of our Ask FFT sessions, I would say Pollard for floor, HN for ceiling, probably. But like they're very, very close. I think I lean HN just barely, but it's they're both RB2s. Okay. Are you optimistic about these guys? Because Dolphins have been really good against running backs. HN's been not great since coming back, except for two late touchdowns against Washington. You optimistic about them or kind of nervous about them? Nervous. Yeah, a little nervous. All right. But there are B2s. Las Vegas at the Raiders. Are we starting basically <laughs> all of the key? Las Vegas at the Chiefs. Are we starting basically all <laughs> of the key players in this game? Um, I I guess. Uh, Jacoby Myers is not a key player, right? No, so it'd be Jacobs, Adams, Mahomes, Pacheco, Rice, Kelsey. Yes, assuming Jacobs plays. Jacobs is probably the trickiest. He's in that, that Pollard HN range. Yeah, I don't think he's a top 10 guy, but he's most likely starting. Yeah, but what about that Adams versus Sneed matchup? He shattered him the entire game last time, and Adams had 12.3 fantasy points. Yeah, I mean, he's a number two receiver. Like, who's benching him in the semifinals at this point? I, I'm don't feel super confident about finding more than 12.3 PPR fantasy points on my, on my bench or on the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like I, like if, if you were telling me this week, for example, Dontavian Wicks was playing the bucks, right? Okay. Maybe if Reed and Watson are out that I consider it, but against the Panthers, like that's, that's the type of guy that's available. Like Josh Palmer. No Tyler Boyd. No way. You know, like those are the guys that you're picking up this week. Okay. So Cleveland's at Houston. There are a lot of flexy players in this game. Who is the best flex in this game? So among all the running backs, tight ends, and wide receivers, who's the best one? So I guess the only must-start guys would be Cooper and Najoko, assuming Nico Collins is out. Well, let's say Nico's in. Because he was limited. Um, Nico would be a starter. But who's but I, yeah, I, I think I would go with the premise of Nico being out at this point. Right. So I would say the flex options would be 
Ford, Singletary, Noah Brown, right? No, no. I'm a Coop like Cooper. It's not like you guys have Cooper ranked in the top twenty. So he's he's twenty well, again, right around twenty four. How can you bench Amari Cooper at this point? Well, why is he so low then? Why is he behind because a guy like Cortland? It's, it's not a bad week at receiver. It's like, I mean, if 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 you were to show me one rank list and say Cooper's fifteen and one that says he's twenty two, I just you know it's probably you know I'm sure Heath's projections are like you know decimal points apart from each other. Yeah, I like to. Yeah, I think Cooper's the best. Like, if you're just asking who's the best running back wide receiver in this game, it's Cooper or tight end. Um, who's the best non quarterback? Well, Najoku's like he's not a flex. He's a, he's a top three tight end. I just want to know who you have the who you think is going to be the best quarterback. Who who's going to be the best running back wide receiver tight end in this game? Who's going to have a good game? Cooper's going to have a good game. Najoku, Najoku, yeah. Cooper. All right. What but if, in terms of the flex options, I would say if there's no Nico Collins, I would take Noah Brown over the two running backs. Yes. Okay. Um, I've got some negative. Or the seven running backs. <laughs> right, touch the ball. Negative stuff on, we, on Noah we, Brown, if, though. Can we bench this question? Well, I want to. I guess I wanted to get a gauge of how you felt about this game. Is I, I think it could. Why go, don't you just say rank the running backs and receivers in this game? <laughs> well, I'm not going to make you like rank six players, but all right, Cincinnati. <laughs> there's a lot. No, I didn't. There, there's a lot of. There are a lot of interesting players in that game. I think. We'll get a we'll yeah. get a ton of Amari Cooper questions. We won't get a lot of Najoku questions, but we'll get Noah Brown and Nico Collins. Devin Singletary is coming off a big game. Jerome Ford had his first bad game in a while. Um, <clears throat> all right. Anyway, uh, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. How much stock do you put into what happened in Week Twelve when Pat Fryermuth and Najee Harris were good and everyone else was terrible? Oh, I'd forgotten about that Muth game. I was so ready to just not even consider him. Exactly. Um, 120 yards. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's tough to trust him, but if you are desperate, you say, okay, matchup. It, you know, it's not like the matchup. It's a matter of his performance has changed, and he's had some tough matchups himself, but he's gone through three quarterbacks since then. You know, Pickett, um, Trubisky, and Rudolph. For me, I actually think Najee Harris is going to play well, and I hate saying that, but – DJ Reader not being there is huge. It's absolutely huge. And he's got a great history against this team. Um, so the fact that you have third string quarterback, big piece missing on the defense for for Cincinnati, I think we'll see a lot of running from the from the Steelers. Not that that takes Deontay Johnson off the table, but I think in terms of uh that week 12 game, just to answer your question, Najee had 15 carries for a touchdown. I think that's a similar stat. Whatever he does yards wise, you know, you got to throw out because you just don't know what to expect. But I do think he'll get 15 to 20 touches and I think he'll score. Uh, we've got a question here Pat Fryermuth or Darren Waller? Waller. Waller. All right. It's like the only thing that Pittsburgh has going for it right now is Cincinnati, it's the matchup. Um, all right. Washington at. And the- they're desperate. I mean, look, they need to win this game. Yes. Both, both but teams. So, do, but, but yeah, so do the Bengals. Uh, Washington at the Jets. Do you think this is a big offensive game for the Jets? Yeah, that's a good one. Did you write that joke yourself? Um, uh, yeah. It's hard to say big offensive game for them when Trevor Simeon's probably starting. But, I mean, look, Garrett Wilson should be starting for you, and so should Brees Hall. Okay, Garrett Wilson or Amari Cooper? I go Wilson. back and forth. I think Wilson in PPR is a little bit safer. Seattle at Tennessee. Who's a better option? Who do you have more confidence in this week, DeAndre Hopkins or Derrick Henry? 
I, I've actually gone back and forth on Henry, and I, I'm settled on him having a good game. This is they have two home games left. Uh, he's 140 yards, I think, away, 120 yards away from a thousand yard season. Would not shock me if they try to get it done this week, and then depending on what happens, because they're eliminated. They do get Jacksonville in Week 18, so you know maybe that's the swan song for him. But um, this is a team you can run on, and I think he has an opportunity to run well here. So uh, I would take Henry. I'll go Hopkins in full PPR, Henry, and everything else. New England's at Denver. Okay, Heath, are we going back to Ezekiel Elliott? 100%. No doubt about it. Must start running back. Not even thinking about it. <laughs> this is the ultimate get-right spot. He's still completely dominating touches. Just don't even don't even think about it. Put him in your RB1 spot. Yeah. All right. We did see four carries from Kevin Harris last week. And uh, at 11, I think, for Zeke. But a lot of for Harris was when they were down by like 17 points or something. So I don't know. But he needs he needs to dominate. He's got now two weeks in a row the two worst run defenses in football. Chiefs last week, Broncos this week. But the Broncos are just in another class. <clears throat> the, 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 I know we'll get this in the game. The tougher call for me is Javante. Like Zeke is easy. Javante's tough just because they're going to have the ball so much, the Broncos. And that's typically been when he's had you know favorable game scripts. Yeah. But he's just so tough to trust. He really is. Yeah. I was thinking that too. He'll probably have more than 15 carries. But if you think that they're going to have the ball so much, then why is Zeke easy? You know, Zeke was... Oh, his receptions. I mean, it's... Right, but but he had five catches last week. He averaged 2.3 yards per carry against the Chiefs. The Chiefs, like I said, they have the second worst run defense in football. I just don't... I don't know why he's easy coming off such a bad game in a... I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily agree that he's easy. He's easy in comparison to start or sit, but it depends on who you're comparing him to. Like I think if the, if the if the question is are you playing him or you're not playing him, I'm playing him because of the matchup. But um, he's he's gone from borderline top fifteen guy to borderline top twenty four guy. Who's Zeke? Yeah. Oh, not for Heath, right? Where do you have him, Heath? No, no, I'm just he's a he's a number one running back for me, top twelve guy. So you would start Zeke over Walker? I would. Would you start him over, say, Travis Etienne at Tampa Bay? No. Okay. Uh, all right, last game is Buffalo at the Chargers. Do you trust Stefan Diggs and or Dalton Kincaid? I think this is the get-right game for Diggs. I mean, this team's awful, and there's no weather elements. There's no reason to not take some shots down the field. You just saw four touchdowns. Five, if you want to count the passing touchdown, but four touchdowns from the Raiders wide receivers, uh, two from Trey Turner. I mean, this this is should be as much of a layup as you could find. And Diggs has been bad. Look, uh, some of it's been game script, game flow. You know, some of it's been matchups. He's had tough tough matchups. Um, the fact that they've won two games with him not doing very much is, I think, telling of where this team is at under Joe Brady and how much they're using James James Cook. But I mean. You want to quiet Stephon Diggs before he starts to get really pissy? Like, this is the week to do it. Yeah, Diggs is a top 12 wide receiver. Kincaid is not a top 12 tight end. He's 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 still top 12 for me, but he's 12th. And again, I think it's just the Bills should be able to do whatever they want to. They really should. Yeah. And, you know, it, it it it's like I have one league where we start two flexes and I drop Gabe Davis, but before I realized I was the last team standing with Fab left, so I'm like, you know, I'll just pick up Wicks and pick up Palmer, and I had to drop two guys. So Davis was one of the ones I dropped. But before I before I realized that, I was like, maybe I start Gabe Davis just because it feels like, I mean, Josh Allen could go for 40 points this week. 
Yeah, he certainly could. All right, let's get it going, Stefan Diggs, and uh, we'll, hope we'll cross our fingers on Dalton Kincaid. Dallas is at Miami as we take a longer look at all of these games. How about the lack of sacks? Dallas has three sacks in their last three games, three sacks combined, but they do have the fourth highest pressure rate in the NFL in that stretch, so just not getting home. We saw a similar stretch like that with the 49ers, and they came out of that. And it's going to be tough for the Dolphins with all their offensive line injuries. Um, the real stat of the game is something I already alluded to. In their last eight games, the Dolphins have held DeAndre Swift, Pacheco, Brees Hall twice, Josh Jacobs, and Antonio Gibson to fewer than 12 PPR fantasy points. The only good running backs against the Dolphins in the last eight games were the Titans guys. Derrick Henry averaged two yards per carry but scored twice, and Tajay Spears had a big game receiving. So you already said you're a little nervous to start Pollard, but you're going to start him. So So that stat was 12 points. Most of the running backs are struggling to get there in PPR against the Dolphins. You think Pollard gets 12 points this game? Yes. Yeah, I think 12 sounds just about right. I've got him well, I've got him projected for 14. It's going to hey. be even better than that. All right. Uh, your ridiculous stat of the game is that only two tight ends have more than five targets against the Cowboys, and they are both named Tyler. Tyler Conklin and Tyler Higby. So I don't think it will happen in this game. Right, who do you like better, Dak or Tua, Heath? Uh, Dak by a lot. Dak is a, is a top three, top four quarterback for me this week. Tua is... 10 or 11 and if Tyreek doesn't practice on Thursday he might be 12 or 13 as I go into Friday because I'll definitely move Stafford ahead of him right now I've got him just ahead of Stafford so you know borderline top 12 for Tua but what is your Tyreek Hill like how does that factor in Tyreek Hill he's right now you're factoring that's expecting Tyreek Hill to play okay Um, if Tyreek Hill doesn't play Tua won't be in my top 18 quarterbacks probably I'd sit him for Nick Mullins if he didn't have Tyreek my, oh, my. Jamie, uh, Dak or Tua? Uh, same, Dak. I think, you know, more more upside at this point from what we've seen, um, certainly in the second half of the season. And, you know, if you, you mentioned it before, you you know, when you asked about Pollard versus Achan, and you said they're both well behind Mostert. Mostert is probably the safest play in this game. You know, maybe CeeDee Lamb, I guess, and Tyree Kill, if you want to just go based on what, they, what they're capable of doing. But, I mean, you just <laughs> – yeah, I'm curious to see who's going to finish more rushing touchdown, Mostert or, or Christian McCaffrey. They're both at yeah. 20. Um, I mean, Mostert, it almost feels like he's getting to a game at this point, and that's hard to overlook, you know. So you pencil him in for one touchdown and see how it goes. And 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 I know, you know, they're getting a, a key piece back on their defensive line, the Cowboys, or potentially. But, I mean, they could not stop James Cook. And as well as James Cook has played in the last month, Raheem Mostert's been doing that all season. So... They should still, despite their offensive line concerns, still be able to run on Dallas. Well, I don't know if Hankins plays. That would be a big deal. But he didn't practice on Wednesday. So, you know, Mostert doesn't catch passes. James Cook does. I'm, I'm saying run. Just run. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, you said uh, McCaffrey and Mostert have 20 rushing touchdowns. I, you meant they have 20 total touchdowns. Mostert I'm has sorry, 18 yeah. rushing. McCaffrey has 13 rushing. But they both have 20 total. So, yes, that is a fun race there. Um all right, I guess my case for Tua would be he was awesome last week against the Jets. And I know it doesn't look like that because he only scored 15 fantasy points, but to go 21 of 24 for 224 yards and a touchdown, have a passer rating of about 120 without Tyreek Hill against the number one, one of the best defenses in football. I, I, well, against the Jets, you know, you can evaluate their defense differently, but um, I thought that was impressive. So that was great. 
Uh, oh yeah, that's my case. My, and then and then he should. And then I think Tyreek Hill is going to play personally, but I obviously don't know. Uh, and so that's my case for Tua. A little low. Like, who are you going to start? You're going to start Jared Goff over him, Justin Fields, Brock Purdy. Purdy, yeah, yeah, and Stafford too. Patrick Mahomes, that yeah. middling quarterback. Yeah, that guy, that bust. All right, a lot of starts in this game. Are you sitting anyone that you usually start, or is just this kind of a bonanza, just, or what? Just start them all. Yep. All right, let's do some A-chan. Oh, Brandon Cooks, you can sit him. A-chan or, oh, you know what? Like, How about Waddle? Waddle's been pretty disappointing this year, and then obviously had the two big games against the Jets, which was surprising, one of them without Tyreek Hill. But how do you feel about Jalen Waddle um, with or without, you know, in both scenarios, Jamie, in the Tyreek Hill scenarios? I would assume, based on how things have gone, uh, whoever is uh, lined up across from Bland is going to see a lot of targets. Yeah. Um, right. But I don't know who that's going to be. I mean, I, I don't think. Well, look, they move, up, they move them around as much. I as just. Like, I know and this is the best game, and so we want to be thorough, but I just don't think there's that much to talk about. Like, we're just we're, – we're starting Jalen Waddell. We're, yeah. starting, we're starting all these guys. You wouldn't start Chris Godwin over Waddle, would you? I would no. not. Would you start Rashi Rice over Waddle? Yes. I would not. Would you start Zeke over Waddle? No. I would not. All right, fine. I'll read some questions in the chat. A-chan or Puka? Puka. Puka. Waddle or Ayuk? Waddle. Ayuk. Um, I'll just read stuff for this game here. That is fine. Oh, Dak or Lamar? Dak. Lamar. Yeah. I, I think I think the complication with anything this time of year is you got la- you got stack teams, right? You got the final four. So I do think there are some scenarios where people are making there, tough calls. There, there are some, though. Like, I, I went through, um, I have 10 semifinals this weekend, and I was like, does drafting a quarterback make sense? And you may have some quarterback decisions to make, you know, with Baker, for example. Uh, I don't know how you feel, Heath. I like Baker better than Tua this week. And so, um, you know, that's one. Um, you mentioned Nick Mullins. I don't think anybody's starting Mullins over these quarterbacks, but there might be some questions. So you don't okay. have a, yeah. every team's not necessarily stacked at every position. Sure. Sure. Okay. Las Vegas is at Kansas city. And we might be able to go through this one pretty quickly too. But um, one stat of the game is that Rasheed Rice has nine red zone targets in his last four games. That's tied for the most in the NFL. <laughs> so he's just, been, everything's been great for Rasheed Rice. The other stat is how great uh, Legereus Snee has been basically. And the chiefs have held, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, Garrett Wilson, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, and Stephon Diggs to 62 or fewer yards. And only in that group, only D.J. Moore has scored. So, yeah, I mean, again, like Adams, if you have a stacked team, he scored 12.3 PPR fantasy points last time he faced the Chiefs. Do you think Adams goes over or under that number, 12.3 PPR? Over. All right. All right, you said maybe Josh Jacobs, Heath, could be a tough call. So talk about what you expect from him this week, assuming he plays. Well, I think the reason is because he's coming off of an injury, and so is he going to still get the same percentage of touches that he has? And we've seen a lot of really bad inefficiency. If this turns into a game where the Chiefs just do to the Raiders what they did to the Chargers last week, 
um, and Jacobs is 70%, then how much does he play? So I think it's safest just to view him as a low-end number two running back. It's probably a decent matchup, but um, it's not. he's not a must-start. This was the game, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, where he was really good against the bad teams after Antonio Pierce took over. Then he had a bad game, I think, and then we were worried about his role in the pass game, and he caught passes in this one. He had a great game. He had 20 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown and four catches for 15 yards was, yeah. against the Chiefs. So he got he had everything going for him in that game. That's his, his only game since week five with more than two catches. Right. That was our concern because the first two games against the Jets and the Giants, he was just all carries. Yeah, because because they were they won those games, right? Yep. And we were like, well, is, if they play from behind, is he going to get any catches? And Aiden O'Connell has well, been kind of up and down in terms of throwing to running backs, inconsistent. But they they lost to the Dolphins, and he had one target, right? And they lost to the, the Vikings, and he had two catches. Yeah, I don't remember what how early he left that game, but he had thirteen carries. Very so late. He played most of it. Very late. Like and, it, you know, you mentioned the Dolphins game because I remember the Dolphins game was right before the Chiefs game. And he had 14 carries for 39 yards and one catch in a loss, not a blowout loss, but a loss to the Dolphins. They were pretty competitive for most of the game. And so I think we were actually pretty nervous about Jacobs going into the last Chiefs game as we thought they're going to be playing from behind. He's not going to catch any passes. And he went out, he had an amazing game, maybe his best of the year, 22.5 fans. And I think that's when the Chiefs' run defense started to fall apart, right? Uh, that I don't know. All right, so so Heath, um, would you start... Uh, oh. Uh, HN or Jacobs? I'd probably start HN. Same. If what's his name is out, uh, Madison is out. Would you start Ty Chandler or Jacobs? Chandler. I go Jacobs. How about Garrett Wilson or Jacobs? Wilson. Wilson and PPR, Jacobs and non and half. How about Pacheco, guys? How do you feel about him? Top 10 running back. Yeah, I th- I'm a little bit more nervous about him as well, but it's just because of that coming back off of injury and it's Jarek McKinnon season in the red zone. <laughs> Who are the quarterbacks you're starting ahead of Mahomes? Uh, Purdy, Allen, and Hurts. Allen, Hurts, and Deck. And who are the tight ends you're starting ahead of Kelsey? McBride. All right, yeah, he's Kelsey's one or two. For everyone with McBride in there too. And uh, Rice is top 14 in both formats. He's been a stud, as I mentioned. Jacoby Myers, we're sitting, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, he had a great game against them the first time around, but it's just tough to trust. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Oh, Chiefs DST. Actually, someone said, I have the Chiefs and the Bills. Someone in our chat, who would you go with? Chiefs or Bills? Bills. Bills. Sure. Yeah, Bills. Uh, okay. Mahomes or Fields? We have a question. Mahomes for you guys. Mahomes, both yep. close. And rice or beans? <laughs> both. Uh, rice. Yeah, rice. And rice or Garrett Wilson? Rice. All right. Rice. Okay. To Cleveland at Houston. I think we have a little bit of a rankings dispute here with Joe Flacco. Jamie's got. Oh, you want us to rank the flexes? Yes. Jamie's got Joe Flacco 12th and Heath 20th. Is this right? Is this accurate? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, that sounds accurate. Go ahead, Heath. You're avoiding Joe Flacco, who has scored 20 or more points in three straight games. 
Yeah, I just don't really trust it. And I like it's maybe he'll continue throwing 44 passes every game and he'll get the the big production in that way, but I just I don't actually think he's playing particularly well. I think there's been some pretty good fortune on a couple of the longer touchdown plays including last week and I think it could absolutely blow up. Like I get why he's he's I think he scored more fantasy points per game this season than Patrick Mahomes. But um I just don't really trust it. Jamie. Yeah, I mean, he's over 20 fantasy points in the last three games. I would agree that he didn't play well last week, but I think the two games prior to that, I thought he actually played very well, uh, especially for not having a lot of practice with this team. Um, this matchup's great. Five of the last seven quarterbacks have been over, I think, 23 fantasy points. Um, and you mentioned they might be missing a key member of the secondary. So I think Flacco keeps going. I don't think they could run very well. And we saw this Texans run defense really step up last week and how they shut down Derrick Henry. So their run defense has certainly been a lot better than their pass defense. Uh, which is a flip from a year ago. But I think Flacco keeps it going. So if uh, if I had to pick him up, I would be thrilled about it. I'd start him over Russell Wilson. I'd start him over Jordan Love. I would start him over Kyler Murray. Uh, those are the three name guys, if you're looking at it. I'd start him over Geno Smith. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like the setup for Joe Flacco quite a bit. Yeah, so Jimmy Ward is the guy I talked about. He's their starting safety. And they've played seven games without Jimmy Ward or with Ward playing fewer than 40% of the snaps. And in those seven games, six quarterbacks have scored 22 or five quarterbacks have scored 22 or more points against the Houston Texans. Is that all because of Ward? I don't know. And the weird thing is they have given up a lot of rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks in those games. So they've only given up multiple passing touchdowns three times this year, the Houston Texans. It's It's an interesting matchup. But they also, Will Anderson is not practicing either. So he's a great edge rusher for them. They're They're pretty beat up. Uh, all right, you've heard two sides of the coin there for Joe Flacco. There you go. Uh, you guys are avoiding Jerome Ford this week. Bye-bye. I would like to. Yeah, I, I I think it's very possible that you're in a situation where he's your best flex option, but you think he's RB30 for me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and make him RB32 now, looking at two guys that I had him right behind. So um, not not an awful flex if you have to, but not somebody you want to start as your RB2. The streak was broken. <laughs> yeah. So now it won't happen again. <laughs> well, that's the thing with these guys. Is when they keep scoring fantasy points, for him it was 11.1 or more fantasy points in I think eight of nine games before last week. They keep scoring it, but it seems really fluky. You almost feel like a little obligated to start him or consider starting him. Then he finally has that bad game, 7.1 points last week against Chicago. And now you feel like, okay, I can, I can sit him. I, I always yeah. wanted to sit him, but now I'm going to sit him. It's, <laughs> well, it's, it's, look, again, you know, the Texans' run defense has been a little bit up and down. Um, last week was great. And I think just he's still splitting so much with Kareem Hunt. Right. Um, and it's basically the, uh, the offense has changed with Flacco. You know, they've become more reliant on their passing game. The offensive line has fallen apart a little bit. That's been, you know, an issue also. And so how does he get there? And that's the thing. It's like you can't say, okay, he's going to do this. You know, you can say his role in the passing game, but what is he going to be? You know, three catches. You know, I don't think he's gonna have a five, six catch game. And so it's just it's just not necessarily the the best situation. Now I hope personally he has a good game, even though I said to sit him because I, he's my RB two against Thomas in the Bake Burger semifinals. <laughs> so I'm going up against well. the juggernaut. The juggernaut Thomas, Thomas, Thomas Schaefer. Yeah. I'm all in on the Browns. I got Flacco, Ford, and, and the Joko versus him. So hopefully that comes through. All right. Good luck. It's 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 my Browns. They become my Browns versus <laughs> Thomas's Vikings. He's got Mullins, Addison, yeah. and I think maybe one more. Yeah. 
probably probably rather have a Vikings in general. But uh, no, actually, I, I mean, I know I have Cooper in that league, but he's not doing anything this week because I've been eliminated. Uh, all right, so no Ford. If you oh Ford or Eckler, uh, Eckler, <laughs> Eckler, and sit Kareem Hunt if you can. All right, Amari Cooper. Who's been better though, Ford? <laughs> yeah, Amari Cooper is top twenty-four, and he has been just really good if with anyone other than Dorian Thompson Robinson, 77 or more yards and seven of nine healthy games without Dorian Thompson Robinson. But I went back, I watched his touchdowns. This guy's got the flukiest touchdowns, man. <laughs> <laughs> he had a 43 yard touchdown catch. He was wide open, busted coverage. I don't know if you remember the 11 yard touchdown catch was deflected up in the air at the line of scrimmage and it just somehow landed miraculously in his arms in the end zone. Then he had that long catch and run last week. So touchdowns are hard to come by for him. Najoku is a must start. He's top six. For everyone in both form, I think he's top five in PPR. Uh, Keenum, we're gonna sit. Uh, what are we even considering the possibility of Stroud playing right now? I mean, what if he does play? No. How much would that change things? Um, I don't think it necessarily changes much to be honest with you, outside of having another quarterback option. Because, like you said, we're sitting Keenum. Stroud plays. He's in that Flacco, Geno. Um, Mullins range for me, you know, so like 13 through 15. Uh, not a slam dunk, but, you know, certainly someone you'd like to have. The real question is Nico playing because right. Nico Collins and Noah Brown are tied, in my opinion, tied directly to each other. When when Nico has been out, Noah Brown's been fantastic. Hasn't been Tank Dell. It's been Nico. Now you could say, okay, Nico and Dell missed last week, and, and maybe that's what would help Brown. But um, I think that's a tough call for me. I'm sure it would be a tough call for a lot of people. How much do you trust Nico Collins with a calf injury against the Browns with Case Keenum? So he would probably not be a top 24 receiver. He'd be just outside it. So top 30. How much higher would Nico Collins rank if he plays than Noah Brown if Nico doesn't play? Pretty similar. Spots, yeah, pretty okay. similar. Because I want to talk about this a little bit. First of all, Nico Collins in tough matchups. He has been so good. <laughs> I mean, he, scored, he had 80 yards at Baltimore. He had 168 yards and two touchdowns against Pittsburgh, who at different times of the year was good or bad. So I don't know if that counts. He had 80 yards against the Saints on only six targets. He struggled at Carolina. And then he had 34 fantasy points against Denver. And he was not shadowed by Patrick Sertan in that game for some reason. Um, now, all of that obviously was with C.J. Stroud. Uh, and who is not, just, he's not going to play. It's almost certain he's not going to play. Cleveland is number two against wide receivers, so it's a tough matchup. So you, you said if he played, he'd be like 30th? Top 30, yeah. Like, I'd start him ahead of Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, um, Deontay Johnson, those type of guys, which is gotcha. kind of where I have Noah Brown right now. So Noah Brown, Heath, I want to know what you think of this. Look at the big games he's had. He's had big games, huge games. Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, and Tennessee. They're all bad against wide receivers, and they all give up a lot of deep balls. They're all bad. Against, they give up big plays. The Browns do not. So Noah Brown is the new Gabe Davis. <laughs> yep. right? So this is not looking like a good matchup for him. Uh, you're, so what do you think about him? I just think he's a, he's got... If you start three wide receivers and Nico's out, Noah Brown probably has too much upside to sit. Um, but if Nico plays, it's easy to go get away from him. If it's a two wide receiver league, it's probably pretty easy to get away from him. 
He's just like, he's the new Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis isn't Gabe Davis anymore. Um, but he's right there in that wide rece- right wide receiver 27 to 33 range, depending on how you feel about a lot of those guys that Jamie said, the Adam Thielen range. Yeah. But the, the three games you referenced were all three games that Nico Collins missed. Um, is that true? I thought it was just two games that he missed. <laughs> it might have been the, the first one might have been when he first got hurt. Yeah, it was it, it was uh, week ten. He had a big game, and Nico Collins played in that game. It was two of three games. But he didn't finish that game, though. He didn't finish that game at Cincinnati. No. no. Okay. Tank Dell did play in that game. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's it's directly tied to Nico Collins. That's the role that he plays. But I would say it's also tied to Tampa Bay, Tennessee, and Cincinnati. Very favorable matchups. Yeah, but I mean, you look in the other games. He's had like he had, the last two games prior to this, he had five targets and no catches. Like it's his role is different. Yeah, we got well, a, a request well, the Jets, for the Magic Eight Bowl. The Jets and the Noah Broncos, Brown. though. I could, yeah, but right. Those games were the Jets and the Broncos. So you have two things at play there. You're right. You have the Nico Collins factor. You also have the matchup factor. And this game is unfortunately could be no Nico Collins, which is good, but terrible matchup. All right, Magic yeah, Eight Bowl. But but also just keep in mind for the Browns, no Grant Delpit's big. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Juan Thornhill was out last week too, if I recall. Uh, another safety for them. I don't know. Did this. you do the Magic Eight Ball? Or did no, you say- I, I can for fun. All right, Magic Eight Ball. If if wait, wait for fun. What was the other the prior purpose? Like the the, the before this. And generally, you use it for actually making decisions. Just for Gabe Davis. Okay. Yeah, Magic Eight Ball. If Nico Collins and C.J. Stroud are out, should I start Noah Brown at the Browns? Oh, come on now. No doubt about it. All right, you're on the record, Magic 8-Ball. Uh, let's talk lastly. I know we spent a lot of time on this game, but... Did you this- expense the Magic 8-Ball? <laughs> also, that game is in Houston, which makes it better. Okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, Houston running backs. Let's. Why so low on Devin Singletary? Last I checked, not in your top 24. Another one that I struggle with. Um, he's been fantastic outside of the one game where they decided, hey, let's give Damian Pierce more carries again. So four of his last five, two of those were without Damian Pierce. The last two have been basically Pierce has just been sitting on the bench. Um, love his involvement in the passing game, you know, and I think that matters here because of the lack of receiving threats without Nico Collins, without Tank Dell. Uh, John Mechie's banged up too. So, you know, if if there is no Nico, I think he's a, as not a safe flex, but a good flex. You know, it's like I I, I put him in the same range as, for me, James Conner, Eckler, um, Connor Eckler, uh, Chuba, you know, so like 23 through 28, I think he's, he's fine. Like it's hard, it's hard to find flaws with him, to be honest with you. It's, um, it's a strange thing. And I, I wrote about this in the running back preview earlier in the week, but it running backs pretty deep this week. Now there's not a lot of guys that like, there are a lot of guys in this singletary range where it's really easy to see how they could be good starts, but they've got pretty risky profiles. Uh, so I agree. Like the difference between thirty and twenty-four for me is really, really negligible. Okay, got some questions here from the chat. Oh, we also have to talk about Dalton Schultz, but don't don't let me forget Noah Brown, Wicks, or Zay that, Flowers. That's never happened. <laughs> Noah Brown, Wicks, or Zay Flowers. Brown, if Collins is out, Wicks, if Collins is in, and Reed and Watson are out. <laughs> if everybody's healthy for their respective teams, Zay Flowers. Sure. Love Flacco or Gino? Uh, Flacco. Love for me. And, you know, Ashley, Jamie, I have a confession to make. 
when I first did the notes for this game, I'm doing the notes and I, I wrote, sit the Houston tight ends. And then I went, what? <laughs> I, I said to myself, like, what am I doing? I forgot him again. Is Dalton Schultz in your top 12? Uh, no, but he's, again, similar, better than Fryermuth. Um, you know, if you need a tight end, look, he, he got he got targets last week. Hopefully that was a shake the rust off game after missing two with the hamstring injury. Uh, no Delpit. I'll tell you what, Komet scored a touchdown. Robert Tunyon should have had a huge touchdown if you're just looking at the Bears tight ends last week. You, know, you want to talk about big plays. Justin Fields hit Robert Tunyon in the hands and what would have been a 72-yard yep. touchdown or 62-yard touchdown. Um Mm-hmm. Uh, would have changed how you felt about Justin Fields, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. And uh, I think Delpit's injury is, is important here, plus the lack of potentially Nico Collins. So he's not bad. Man, it's just I'm just sour again now. Why? Thinking about the game that I lost last week on DeAndre Swift's next-to-last carry that I had Justin Fields. And like, if you lost by less than 10 points and you had Justin Fields, you could feel like you really got the shaft. Has there been a stat correction yet on the <laughs> first interception? I have not seen one. Those are usually today, right? Uh, I think they're Wednesday, but yeah, it could be today. I uh, I did lose on DeAndre Swift not scoring because I because I was facing Jalen Hurts, who had this stupid tush push, which is <laughs> such a consequential play. I mean, it's changed so many fantasy outcomes. Flacco, Kyler, Tua, start two of them from Dylan. Uh, not Kyler. You're starting Flacco and Tua? All right. Yeah. Uh, Noah Brown or Tyler Lockett? Brown if Nico's out. Brown's DST or Bill's DST? Bill's for me. All right. See, this is why I asked that question earlier about this game. It's so interesting. I mean, almost everyone in this game is ranked as a borderline start. And I just think this is one of the toughest games with the most tough calls. But I think we spent about 15 minutes on it. So let's take a break and come back with Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you'd be so kind and you're watching on YouTube, please hit that like button. That'd be great. Cincinnati's at Pittsburgh. Uh, stat of the game. In their last nine games, the Bengals have allowed 84 or more yards to eight wide receivers. They have been a great matchup. But the Steelers have thrown for more than 190 yards in one of their last seven games. Starters at Deontay Johnson. The touchdown guy. The three, three straight, straight touchdowns. Yeah. Last time he didn't score... The game against the Bengals. Um, <laughs> I think he's a good number three receiver. I don't want to, you know, say he's a must-start guy, but I think he's a good number three receiver. You know he's going to get targets. They hate George Pickens at this point. I mean, that play last week that keeps making the rounds of him not blocking and then the excuse of, I didn't want to have the tank dealt injury. Like, who, was it Warren? I think Warren was the running back on that one. Yep. Like, if he had better standing on the team, he should walk up to him and punch him in the face. He like, said, honestly. Did you see what Warren said about it? No. 
he said like different guys play different ways. You know, he, he diplomatically said like, screw you basically. Like, he diplomatically said like, that was terrible. You know, I can try to find the quote, but Warren was obviously not happy, but he was mature about it. No one quotes. should be happy. Like, yeah, it, it you know, a touchdown for Warren. It, but it, it, it's the team. I mean, look, they're, they're struggling. They're in such a tailspin right now. And then you see that guy repeatedly with the, the, uh, the gestures and the gyrations on, on not getting the ball and the frustrations of, of the quarterback play, which everybody can understand. But then you do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, come on, man. I, I don't even, I don't even understand why he's playing. I mean, that's obviously their call, but, uh, uh, Warren said, I see where he's coming from. It is what it is. At the end of the day, he was doing what we thought was best for him. And then he said, some people play the game differently. If I was in that position, I would have blocked for him, but we play differently. So <laughs> yeah. good for him. Well, that's the weird thing is like, there's, there's a handful, at least of videos of him just dominating people in run blocking. Uh, like yeah. occasionally right. he just decides to just like plant somebody. It's weird. Mm-hmm. He's really, really unhappy. Yeah, he, he could, he could have, he could have literally driven the guy back into the back of the end zone and avoided any contact. Yeah. All right. So I got a little off track here. So Deontay Johnson's number three receiver. We talked a lot about T Higgins yesterday, but let's do it again here. T Higgins or Amari Cooper. Higgins. Higgins is one that I really struggle with, but I think I've got Cooper. I'm going to pull it up. This is one. I think I've moved these two guys as much as anybody. I've got Cooper just ahead of him right now. Jake Browning, you know, three straight mm-hmm. games with 23 or more fantasy points, became the fifth quarterback to throw multiple touchdown passes against Minnesota. Starter sit, Jake Browning. Low-end starter at best. Uh, you got lucky last week, really, with how he found his way into production in the fourth quarter. I think he had 140 yards in the first three quarters. Um, it was not pretty. Uh, this is an easier matchup. I mean, keep in mind, you know, the fact that they're down Jamar Chase, the Steelers are down their two safeties. That's huge. Right. You know, so no Casey, no, no Fitzpatrick. Um, Cam Hayward's still in the concussion protocol, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So, you know, interior pass rush, not the same. But, you know, how much is he going to throw down the field? How many targets is Higgins going to get? Can you trust the quarterback that does not have Jamar Chase? That's not Joe Burrow. Like, there, there are a lot of things working against him here, too. So um, he's just outside the top 15 for me. I think I have him ranked 16th. So I start Mullins over him. I would start Flacco over him. And I would start Gino over him, guys that, and certainly Baker, you know, guys that may or may have been available. I think the, the Browning Flacco comparison is, is a tough one to parse. And I've got the, I think I've got Browning at 16 and Flacco at 20. And Jamie's got Flacco at 20 and Browning at 16. But you could, you could make a pretty good argument. Those guys have been very, they've both had some good fortune to produce the fantasy production they have. They've both done some things that they've probably gotten away with. They both have pretty decent matchups on paper this week, um, both on the road. I think they're both QB2s. Yeah, the difference for me would be um, Flacco has all of his weapons, and I think Browning's got a better run game. Browning, Browning, so Browning is twelve for or Browning is sixteen for Jamie and sixteen for Heath. Flacco is twelve for Jamie and twenty for Heath. I'm not sure if we said that okay. right. Just want to clarify there. So they both have uh, Browning sixteen. Um, all right, yeah, the running backs in this game is is Mixon a must start? Cringe saying yeah. that. Okay, yes. fine. Mixon, yeah. Mixon or Pollard, Mixon or Achan. What do you think? Mixon. 
mix over both, especially yep. if Hayward's not there and the safeties. I know, I know, but he's just he's mixing. He's not good. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> mixing or Higgins, Pollard's good though. Pollard at least is on on the Cowboys. You know that like Pollard should benefit. That's the funny thing; he doesn't really benefit. He never scores touchdowns. But uh, no, Pollard hasn't been that good this year. I'm not. I'm not thrilled about Pollard, but I'm not thrilled about Mixon either. Chase Brown. Uh, Chase Brown or Jerome Ford. 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 Okay. Chase Brown or Jalen Warren. Uh, Warren. I think there's more upside with Warren this week. I I think Warren's gonna be. I like Warren this week. Do you like Najee or Warren better? I have Warren higher. Najee for me. <sighs> Why do you have Warren higher, Heath? Um, well, first off, he's been better for most of the season. Um, he can do it without a touchdown. I think Najee probably needs a touchdown. I think both these guys, I think it's a possibility both of them are top 24 running backs by the end of the week. I just think Warren's ability to make explosive plays is better and probably more role in the passing game. Uh, are you starting both of them over Austin Eckler? No, Najee over Eckler, Eckler over Warren. I think I've got it Warren Eckler Najee. So okay. To me, Eckler and Warren feel very similar. You need you need the role in the passing game. Someone asking Najee Harris or Chuba Hubbard. Chuba. They are very close. Chuba uh, over all the guys you just mentioned. Okay. He's been great. Like <laughs> we keep waiting for him yeah, to stink, but he's been of, great. Ton of work. Uh, VJ asks T Higgins, Beckham, or Achan or Ford. Who's your favorite there? Higgins, Beckham, Achan, Ford. Uh, Higgins and PPR. It's it's so. I mean, I think the first, most important thing here is not Beckham or Ford. Right, right, right. Um, it's it's Achan or T Higgins. I would probably go Achan, but those guys are pretty close to a coin flip for me. <clears throat> All right, the total in this game is thirty-seven points. Very low total. And Pat Fryermuth is, even though he had 120 yards last time he faced the Bengals, uh, he's just not someone we're trusting. He would be higher for me if if Pickett was back. Would you guys start a DST in this game? I think the Bengals are in play, but not must start. There's so many better DSTs out there. Like, so Bears are available still. Seahawks, you know. Yeah. You know, Bron- Broncos, getting past obviously. The Broncos, for sure. Yeah. I would take the Commanders over them. Yeah. Heath, I think you got to change it. I think you got to move the Steelers down in your rankings. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I think that people need to start the Steelers now. They have them second. Yeah, okay. they, they will move down a little bit. All right. <clears throat> Washington's at the Jets. The Commanders, stat of the game. Commanders have allowed 14.4 or more PPR fantasy points to eight running backs in their last eight games. Seven of those eight running backs scored 19.7 or more PPR fantasy points. I think I mentioned this recently in a recent episode too, but in case you've forgotten, not only are the commanders terrible against the pass, they are great for running backs. Can Brees Hall take advantage of that, Jamie? Do you like, love Brees Hall this week? Yeah, I mean, I I, I like love. Like um, love? Yeah, well, do you like or love? I, should, I forgot a word there. Um. No, I, 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 I think that's the right way to put it because it's it's hard to love a lot of the Jets players right now, especially with Simeon most likely starting, which uh, is even more scary than Zach Wilson starting. But look, it's a great matchup. 
Um, Washington's not the best defense. You're just hoping that they turned over Trevor Simeon from a DST perspective. But I think Brees Hall, his involvement in the passing game the last month has been fantastic. Uh, he should have a chance to run well here. This is actually, you know, if you're looking at it, this is their last home game of the season. They played the last two games on the road. So if the Jets want to give their fans something to feel good about in a matchup that they should have a chance to feel good about. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's kind of, it's hey, true. Did you hear the one about Mason Rudolph? <laughs> I mean, they don't. Uh, they, they haven't given their fans much to feel good about. No, uh, but this is one of those games, you know. And so, um, I I think you're starting Brees Hall and you're starting Garrett Wilson, but Brees Hall should be good. Yep. So, how does Brees Hall measure up with uh, Mixon, Achan, and Pollard? Better, better than all of them. Okay. How about uh, Jonathan Taylor or Brees Hall? I've got Hall right now. Um, probably Taylor in, in non-PPR in half, though. Especially if Zach Moss doesn't play. Like, I don't right. think they're taking Taylor off the field for Trey Sermon and Goodson. Right. Do you guys like any commanders? I'm, um, I'm asking... Ron Rivera's mi- a nice guy. I've talked to him a couple yeah, times. Yeah, military um, history, I'm asking, actually, if you like any commanders. But in, in this game... George Washington, McLaurin's a borderline guy. number two. <laughs> Yeah, we should talk about McLaurin coming off that. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, McLaurin, his touchdown came from Jacoby Brissett. You have to wonder how long, you know, how long is Howell stay in the game if he struggles? It's a tough matchup. The Jets. The way Brissett looked, it might be good if they benched him. Huh? Right. <laughs> the way Brissett looked, it might be good if they bench him. Well, that's that's part of it, though. It's it's it is does Howell stay in the game if he's struggling? Um, again, so. I think McLaurin, you're starting him in three receiver leagues. I don't think he's a must-start in two receiver leagues. He's in that Noah Brown, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, you know, number three receiver range, top 30. Yeah, I always mention that the Jets just, they don't shut down good receivers. And I just don't know if McLaurin qualifies as that. Well, I know he to is be a, fair, a good receiver in real they, life. but To be fair, Tyreek held a zero last week. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know if McLaurin really good fantasy receivers. Curtis Samuel, what, what's your interest level on in him? Is he in that same range with Deontay Johnson and McLaurin and all that, or is he lower? Lower. Uh, in the same range for me. Okay. And you know, one thing I just want to point out about Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas has been invisible, and that has really like I feel like all the Logan Thomas targets are going to Curtis Samuel. I think that's been a big part of it. But he did have a touchdown callback last week. He did. He it was his he he cheated. He totally pushed off to get open, but he did have a touchdown callback. And I, it was funny because the Rams, you know, they're so bad against tight ends. Logan Thomas, we're talking about here, but Thomas has just been so uninvolved lately, and it's benefited Curtis Samuel. The thing about Howell though is that he just he's unpredictable. He had a tight end phase. He had a running back phase. This and that. <laughs> Uh, a selfish phase for those of you who look who talk. He's, look so he's not monogamous. No, he's not. Um, if Brian Robinson plays, which seems like it's a possibility, would you start him? Would he be in the top 24? Uh, close, but probably, like he said, this is a good week for running backs. So I wouldn't start him over Hubbard. I wouldn't start him over Swift. I'm thinking of the back end of my top 24. I wouldn't start him over Najee. So, no, he would not be a top 24 guy. Did, did we hear anything, and, and I may have just missed it, about what happened with Antonio Gibson last week? I think they just because kept it w- But or I thought the way it looked like it unfolded to me was that he had a different role in the first half. 
and had most of the touches. And then they just went to Chris Rodriguez in the second half. I mean, it must have been because he wasn't doing very much with his touches, but. Right. Okay, moving on. Uh, last question for this game. Washington or the Jets DST? Who do you like better? Jets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jets. Both good, though? Yeah. All right. Uh, commanders by default. Okay. <clears throat> Seattle's at Tennessee. Why, why should I not love Geno Smith in this game? Um, it's Geno Smith and should be, hopefully, please be a good week for Ken Walker. <laughs> a big week for Ken Walker. Yeah. Um, look, he he's had three games, I think, with multiple touchdowns, maybe four at most. Uh, last time we saw him, he was fantastic against the Cowboys, so that's good. But, you know, how much will they allow him to throw? How much will he need to throw? I mean, you know, I, I don't know what the Titans offense does to ma- make this that much of a competitive game. I mean, the Cowboys game, you knew it was going to be a competitive game. They came out throwing from the get-go. Um, but not a slam dunk. And look, we, we've we've kind of crapped on the Titans' defense a lot in terms of what their pass defense is. They've actually held up fairly well against some quarterbacks. But yeah, I was yeah. going to say, they've, they've, uh, they've let one quarterback top 20 fantasy points in the last month, and they rank... You've given up the 11th fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. I don't think it's necessarily a great matchup. Is there any uh, chance with with the the way that their game finished last week, if Geno comes out and, and doesn't play well in the first half, that there's a quarterback change? Uh, I don't think so. But I also think you're overrating the Titans pass defense. I think, you know, you got to go back. I just, gave, I just gave multiple stats. I did I, not say any, I did not rate them at all. Well, I think you implied something about them. So, but anyway, no, I didn't imply anything. I said they have given up the eleventh fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, and they have allowed one quarterback to top twenty fantasy points in the last month. Yeah, and if you go back a little bit further than that, Trevor Lawrence had thirty-six points. Baker Mayfield had twenty-two points. Uh, so, they and were then not another quarterback top twenty until week week three. I I, I, I do Minshew. think part of it is Jeffrey Simmons not being there. You can just run on them. Yes. Okay. All right. Fine. Um, ba- uh, Geno Smith or. Jake Browning, Joe Flacco, Nick Mullins. Flacco, right now, Gino, Mullins, Browning. For me, I might move Mullins ahead of Gino. Uh, Mullins, Browning, Gino, Flacco. Gino Smith or Kyler Murray? Gino. I'm putting Flacco ahead of Gino. All right, there we go. Yeah. Uh, DK Metcalf is a start. Any interest in JSN or Tyler Lockett? Number three receivers at best. Yeah, good flexes. Okay. Derek Henry, Saquon Barkley. Who do you like better this week? Henry. Saquon. DeAndre Hopkins. I, I watched DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I, you know, what a stat line last week. Two catches for 21 yards on nine targets. That was really a Will Levis issue last week. Levis was bad. Uh, Hopkins also had a 42-yard catch overturned. It was underthrown. It could have been like a 70-yard touchdown. Or I don't remember where the line of scrimmage was, but he beat his, he beat his man badly. <clears throat> and then it was underthrown and knocked away from it at the last minute. Anyway, uh, Hopkins, Heath, last I checked, I, these might not be updated, but you had him in the top I think he's a number, t- number two wide receiver for me. Yeah. yeah, you have some optimism here for Hopkins. What do you think about the Tannehill thing, assuming that it's Tannehill? Does it matter? I kind of think I don't know that it does. Like Levis has done some good things, and there's been a couple of good games for Hopkins with him. There's also been some absolute stinkers like last week, and I just kind of think that if Ryan Tannehill gets a chance to start this game, 
he's playing for his 2024 livelihood. Like he's should be fresh, should be healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out and has a decent game just because he's he'd like to have a job next year. Okay, so I asked you like I'm not starting Ryan Tannehill. He's not a top 24 quarterback for me, but I don't think he'll be a disaster. I'll ask some questions here from the chat. Uh, Aaron Jones or Ken Walker? Walker easily. Walker. See if we have any more. Any more for this game? If any more for this game, please fire away. I don't see any more, so I'll ask some. Uh, There's one. No, uh, thank you. Jalen Waddle or um, or DeAndre Hopkins. Waddle. Waddle. Henry or Bijan Robinson. Bijan. Bijan, but it's close. All right, I think that's it for this game. Yeah. Seahawks DST, Jamie likes them. The other guys don't. Likes the, nah, you can do better. I think Jamie has him 12th. New England uh, Denver. Yes, but they have a favorable matchup next week, I believe. So if you are looking ahead. They have Pittsburgh yeah. at home. Okay, New England's at Denver. I don't know how much we want to get into Zeke. Should we just not get into Zeke? I think you should give the negative Zeke side. It's so, it's sort of a pro. Like the Broncos have allowed twenty-one or more points to a running back in two straight games. Austin Eckler and Jameer Gibbs. Before that, they really hadn't been that bad because they have they as a defense had been very good and they just weren't giving up a lot of touchdowns. One thing that has never changed is they are terrible per carry. I mean, absolutely terrible. They're the worst run defense in football. Maybe the Bengals can give them a run for their money now without Reader, but. I don't know. Just the 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 game from Zeke last week did leave a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. I do think he's a start, <clears throat> so I'm not telling people to sit him. But my guess is I would have him lower than Heath. I'd probably have him in that. I'd probably have him in that Pollard, you know, Henry Barkley range. Like I starting, but not super confident about it. Um, that's where I am on Zeke. So there you I, go. I and this this could be wrong. I just I feel like last week we probably saw the floor. And I think a 10-point floor is pretty – or 9.6-point floor is pretty similar to most running backs. Like there's a few guys, a handful, maybe even 10, that have a higher floor than that. But he still had, what, five catches in the game. The week before, he had 29 touches. The week before that, he had 21 touches. This passing game has been pretty running back-centric like for the history of the New England Patriots, so I don't think the targets are going away. He's the type of guy who's going to show up really well on the projections. Maybe I'm a couple spots too high on him. He got he, again. The, the floor feels safe because of the passing game work. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Like if that went away, he'd be like, no, no chance. Yeah. All right. No. No. I mean, that's why I like him. I, it's. It's. I hate taking a position where I sound like I'm telling everyone to sit Zeke. Not that. So just start him. I'm sure you'll have some tough calls with Zeke. But uh, he's the high guy. Dave and Jamie like Zeke too. He's a, he's a start. Um, okay. The wide receivers. Cortland Sutton's probably the only wide receiver we're considering. Uh, obviously, the Patriots have a good defense. So, who do you think is a better flex, Zeke or, or Sutton? Zeke, because you've seen Sutton without a touchdown. Very rarely, but you've seen Sutton without a touchdown. Last week was a little <laughs> fluky that he had, what, seven for 52, I think it was? No, seven was five for 71. Five for 70, whatever. Sorry, I flipped it. Sorry. Yeah. Um, that's not a normal game for him. No. One of the highest yards games. He's averages, he averages 52 yards per game. And... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I will just say, like, that's true, but his last, what, six games, 71, 62, 77, 61, 66. 
Like That's the good. yardage has been better. It's been up as of late. That's good. But it's been with not the same amount of catch volume, though. That, that's the problem. It's like right. he makes a big play. I think he's a, he's one of those guys who's a lot better this week in non and half PPR than he is in full. Definitely, because okay. the catches are, are miserable. Fourth most end zone targets in the NFL. You like Sutton or Javante? Sutton. Sutton. Yeah, Jamie talked about Javante earlier. I mean, the good thing is he does get a lot of work. The bad thing is he's averaging 3.8 yards per carry. I think his longest run is 21 yards. He's just not doing a lot with it. Usually gets three catches a game. Hopefully he can score. The Patriots were absolutely lights out against running backs until last week. And last week, they weren't even that bad, you know? I mean, they gave a, a touchdown catch to McKinnon and, and Clyde, a touchdown pass from McKinnon. It's not like those guys... Dist- they, but they, they gave up like a 30-yard play to Clyde edwards Lair. Like, they, that shouldn't ever happen. They did. But they have a good run defense. I mean, I feel confident saying that. Um, all right. I think that's pretty much it for this game. It's Mario Douglas or anyone else? Any sleepers? Jerry, Judy? Anyone you like here? No? Desperate. Right. Yeah. They're, they're flexes. Um, I would go Douglas is my favorite non-Sutton wide receiver. I'll look for some questions here. Javante or Chandler? Chandler. Chandler. Sutton or Olave? Olave. Yeah. Um, Broncos or Bears DST? Uh, Broncos. Oh, boy. Broncos, yeah. I almost For skipped sure. I almost skipped Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson or Nick Mullins? Mullins. Russ I've got been, Wilson. Russ has been four straight games under 20 fantasy points. That's with some rushing touchdowns mixed in there. I just don't know how much he has to do this week. You know what we didn't mention? This is the first home game after three straight road yeah. games for the Broncos. Oh, it's going to feel good to get home. And they're on a bit of a long week as they played on Saturday. <clears throat> Buffalo is at the Chargers, our last game. Your stat of the game is a simple one. Stefan Diggs has scored 8.8 or fewer fantasy points in four of his last five games. But we already talked about him. We're starting. All four of those under 50 yards, too. James Cook, fire him up. He's like top six. Is Start them all, sit them all. Um, no, because you're not starting Davis or Shakir. You're maybe starting Kincaid. So it's really just the three main guys for Buffalo of Allen, Cook, and Diggs. And I'm the only one probably that's sitting Austin Eckler. I think Dave and Heath. I know Heath does, obviously, but I think Dave likes him still. Yeah, I am. I'm sitting Eckler in, in non and half PPR, but in full PPR, I will still start Eckler as a number two running back. I mean, there, there's certainly situations where you might be sitting him. There's there's guys that were free agents or drafted later. That you'd start over him. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could sit him. I actually am going to sit him for Swift and Walker. I would too, easily. Yeah, and PPR, I couldn't start Swift over him. That is a like, half PPR league. I don't know if that matters. Probably. Well, don't forget, Boston Scott will score. <laughs> right. And like Swift's, I, I don't know, has Swift been better for the last month than Eckler has? Uh, probably, the, but so you got the Denver I mean, game for close for Eckler, close. The Denver game for Eckler, and there's probably two. Like, it, if I was going to rank the games, I'd say probably go <laughs> Eckler's Denver game, then probably two or three Swift games <laughs> that may add up to the Denver game. It's yeah. close. They've been they've both been disastrous. Yeah. Uh, Cam Hayward has been cleared by an independent oh. neurological consultant. Nice. Good. And I'll uh, Taysom Hill or Dalton Kincaid. Uh, Kincaid in full and half PPR, and Hill in none. 
I mean, if Taysom Hill is not a Magic 8-Ball guy, I don't know who he is. <laughs> I'd probably you know go Kincaid. I did this. I don't know if you want to say it for tomorrow, but Boston Scott's numbers against the Giants? Yeah, save for tomorrow. <laughs> Keenan Allen, if he when plays. I, when I tweeted it, by the way, people were like, I, we're playing Boston Scott? I'm like, no. No, no, no. <laughs> just that. Uh, Keenan Allen, if he plays, where, where would he rank? Uh, Not where he normally does, but top 20 receiver. Yeah, he'd be a start. This is a Saturday game, and he hasn't practiced, so I'm not expecting him, but... Someone I, just if I was him, I'd probably just rest the year off. Yeah. Someone asked Keenan Allen or Ty Chandler in half PPR. Allen. <sighs> yeah, but I don't think Allen's going to play, so probably Chandler. Alrighty. Yeah, you can't you can't wait anybody in tonight's game. Not that you, you know, the no. three main receivers. You're starting them over Keenan. Allen. I think I'm good with this. That's it for today's show. Uh, well, I'll ask this one too. Kincaid or, or Hunter Henry if he plays, if Henry plays. Kincaid. Kincaid. <coughs> uh, sorry. I was going to warn you that somebody was sick in my house and I was afraid that you were going to catch it on today's <laughs> show and it sounds like you did. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. It's something in my throat. Right, whatever. Or right, I'm out of here. I think we're done. We'll talk to you tonight on our live stream. 7.30, youtube.com slash fantasy football today. Please vote for us, sportspodcastawards.com. For Heath and Jamie and Thomas, I'm Adam. Good luck, everybody. Let's get it started the right way tonight in week 16. See ya.